Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I am your host, Amanda Tento, and I have with me the amazing Carl Lucci. He is a business consultant with Success Builders, and he is the founder of a networking organization called I Refuse to Fail. Welcome, Carl. Hey, thanks, Amanda. I'm very excited to have you here because I've known you, I think, at least a couple of years now, which is yeah. amazing. And we met on Alignable, which is like another version of LinkedIn. And I am very excited to have you here because I've done some business networking with you and I've learned a lot of kind of really unique things about business networking from you. And that's why I wanted to have you here is to share that with our audience. So tell us a little bit about how you got started and what you're doing, um, business consulting and networking and all of the things. Okay. I'll give you a little bit of background. I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible. In about 2009, I was doing some business consulting and Amanda, you're not going to believe this, but I found out that I didn't know everything. And I know it's hard to believe, right? So anyway, I was networking and I was helping people, but there were a lot of things they needed that I just either wasn't an expert at, didn't know anything like you with the Google business profiles. I, I don't want to learn it. I don't know it. So I need to have somebody like you. And of course you're under my umbrella of things, of people that I refer just to help them. And so I thought I went to one of these things called the networking meeting, which I'd never been to before. And I did things the same way they did it. You go there, you pass out business cards, you do an elevator pitch, you set up a one-on-one, you do all the same things, right? So I thought this is pretty good. So the one I was going to, I was talking to the gentleman about it, trying to understand a little bit more about networking. And he said he had a lot of members, but he was getting out of it and having a history of being a business developer. I went and I bought a domain name called TampaBayNetworkers.com. Didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I thought I'm going to take this back to him and see if he wanted to utilize that. And what we would do is what all the platforms are doing today. I was just too far ahead of my time. Like a line of, kind of like LinkedIn, kind of like Facebook. All this was new. And uh, he didn't want to do anything with it. And I thought, look, develop this thing. I might as well do something with it. Because I felt networking would be a good way for me to meet people that I could get to know and trust enough with my clients. And I, of course, I thought that's what everybody did with networking. So that was where my mindset was. So I started Tampa Bay Networkers and I kept telling people that this was a place they could go and they could go online and they could see different people's profiles and just like you do on some of these other platforms, but nobody got it. They said, where, where are your meetings, Carl? So you only have to hit me over the head about 10 times for me to start paying attention. So I had to start my own meetings. So I cloned my meetings, just like what I had learned from other meetings. And I did that. I started it in 2010 and it's still there, but in and I was there to meet people, which I thought everybody else was, to help them help the people they met, okay? In other words, to build an umbrella of people they know, liked, and trusted. And then I was sitting in this chair in 2017, and I realized this is not working for the most people. It worked for some people, but for the majority of people, they were either, they either quit networking, and I'd met hundreds, if not thousands of people over the set for seven years. And so as a business consultant, when something's not working, I tend not to do it anymore. I stopped personal networking. I left the organization there. I put it there for other people's meetings and they did what they wanted to do. So I stopped networking and I started tearing it apart. 
from the time you get in your car to the time you get home, back when you, everybody did face-to-face -face networking primarily. And I found that there were some significant reasons why I wasn't networking because I did polls, I did surveys, I asked other people, I went to other groups and, and just watched. And then I developed a formula that I feel works better for networking because there are some major areas of networking that I think people are making a mistake. And also the groups are making a mistake, but it's not their fault. The reason why it's that way is because that's all they knew to do. They went, this is the way it was done. They copied that. They do what everybody else does. So they follow the sheep and sometimes it takes them off a cliff if it's not working. And that's not to say it doesn't work for some people, but for the majority of people, I found it was not working. So I created a formula that I felt worked better for networking. My philosophy is that you can't fix anything unless you know what they don't know. You can't fix anything if you don't know why it's not working. So I looked at the, those aspects and tried to flip them around to where they would work. And that created this formula. Started doing live events in 2019, trying to test this to see if my formula was working. I was getting terrific feedback. People were saying, Carl, I'm not networking as much, but I'm getting better results and it's working. So I thought, okay, I'm onto something. So I'll continue to do that. COVID hit and I couldn't do that anymore. And so I found Alignable online, which it's like LinkedIn Lite for anybody who doesn't know what it is. It's not LinkedIn, it's not Facebook, it's somewhere in between. And I didn't really care for their platform or anything, but I figured I'd hang in for a while. And they asked me to help them form groups and events and things like that. I did that for about two and a half years. And I agreed to disagree with them on some things. So I decided to go out on my own and I formed a group called I Refuse to Fail. And through that group, it's required in my group that you understand that this is not about you. This was about helping other people. And once they get that concept, they pretty much can qualify. It's not about selling people. It's about assisting. So that's how I got to where I am today with this. And I utilize the same formula that I had but I do it through osmosis because when people get in the organization, they have to follow the guidelines to do it. And there's just some major areas. Did you want me to cover some of those areas? Yeah, I would love to hear those areas because I've attended some of your networking meetings and I know that they are drastically different than yeah. the typical, you go around the room and you give a, a yeah elevator pitch and yeah. all of that stuff. So go ahead and tell us what's different from all of those things that you talked about, I really liked how you said when you're driving in the car on the way there, there's a mindset about it. There's a preparation that goes into attending a networking event, whether it's live or virtual. And talking about those things is going to help us to prepare whether we are doing live. I know there's more and more of those live ones coming back, but yeah, yeah I'd love to hear all of that. Yeah, well, this formula works no matter where you're at, okay? In fact, it'll work at any event you go to, no matter what they tell you you have to do, okay? Because it's not that far off from what they're doing, but it's just tweaking it a little bit to make it work better. And yes, when you're driving to an event or online, getting ready to go to an event, you should have a purpose. There should be a reason why you're doing it. And it should not be to go there to sell people. That's not what you're networking for. If you're going there to sell people, go to a trade show. That's where you sell people. Put up a booth, advertise. And hopefully somebody comes by and says, I want one. But I, I've asked hundreds of people, why did you go to networking meetings? And they said, well, I went there to build relationships. I said, well, why didn't you just go to a bar? You can go there and drink and have fun and 
somebody's going to get drunk and they may even buy what you have, or you might get a date with that. I don't know what, you know, if you're going to build relationships, let's be honest, you're going there because you have a product or a service that you want to promote or sell. Nothing wrong with that. That's what everybody does it in business networking. It's how you handle it when you get there. I also asked the same people, did you go there to buy anything? And nobody to this date has ever raised their hand and said, yeah, I went there looking to buy something. I've never had it happen. So if you've got 100 people going to an after hours event, okay, live or online, going there to sell stuff and 100 people, those same people are not going to go there to buy anything, what happens? Nothing. Okay. So why do it? Okay. So that's what I came up with. So I thought there's got to be a better way. So. You go there with the idea, in my mind, of building a team of unpaid salespeople, okay? You're going there to build, to find somebody like Amanda that I get to know over time. It doesn't happen in one meeting. Not going to give you a referral. In fact, I'll talk about referrals in a minute. I have to get to know her because my name is on it if I am connecting you with someone. So I get to know Amanda, and then I put Amanda under my umbrella so that when I'm talking to somebody, Amanda is top of mind with me. Amanda is somebody, my goodness, I think this person could avail herself of Amanda's service. And then I make that connection. Okay. So if you go there with the intent of building a a team of unpaid salespeople and you do that over time, it's not, Hey, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not something you do every time you go to an event. You, you take the time to do that you're going to find you're going to get a lot more success, number one. So that's the first thing. So your intent, okay? And then everybody, the holy grail of networking is the elevator pitch, okay? I don't allow those in my meetings. I don't particularly care for them because they've turned elevator pitches into many seminars or elevator sales pitches, and nobody gives a damn what Carl does. So why do I need to give you a pitch, okay? So I've simplified that. And the people who come to my meetings on a regular basis, they get 15 seconds to introduce their name, their business name, their business category. Hey, I'm a business consultant. And then say, I can't wait to meet you to find out what you do. So that's really what you do. You get that out of the way. So you get your name, your business name. Okay. And they can put that in the chat. And then I don't know how many times you've heard it, but somebody will get up and say, I have a solution for you that is going to cure your ills. And this is what you need to do. And I can't wait to show you this. And because it's going to fix your problems, that's what people do. And that's an elevator sales pitch versus an elevator pitch. Okay. An elevator pitch should be no more than an introduction and an offer to meet people done. Okay. So when when you're doing live meeting, people go around also and they hand out business cards. Okay. In my estimation, business cards got about three major purposes. Okay. If you're in a contest to see who can collect the most. They're really good because I had boxes of them that I couldn't take with me everywhere. I had enough. I could have wallpapered three houses. Okay. I couldn't carry them with me, but I collected them because everybody passed them out and you got them, right? So if you're, so if you're in the business of in the competition is who can collect the most, maybe they're really great for take, getting spinach out of your teeth because you can get the end in here. They're really good for that. And the other one is I do have business cards when I do live events. But if somebody says, Carl, do you have a business card? I'll say, yes, I do. What would you like it for? I want to know why they want it. Oh, I, I thought I might be able to refer somebody to, I don't do referrals. I'm sorry. Well, what, what do you mean you don't do referrals? I said, well, I, I only do connections. I said, I get probably 50 to 100 referrals a year. 
the people say, oh, Carl, I told somebody about you. They know you're not going to sell them. I told, gave them your phone number and I gave them your card. And I got to call you. They don't call because everybody thinks you're going to sell them anyway when you call, right? I don't do that, okay? The way I do it, Amanda, is if I meet someone that I think Amanda can help, I'll tell that person, I've got connection. Her name is Amanda, okay? And she handles Google business profiles. She works with my clients on doing that. When would be a good time for me to have Amanda contact you? Now, number one, I find out they're really interested. Then I assure them the Amanda is not going to call them to sell them. She's going to contact them to educate them or explain what she does. And then if it works, that's a wonderful thing. Because referrals, I would rather get 10 solid referrals a year, or excuse me, 10 solid connections a year versus 100 referrals that never contact. Okay? So you need to train the people you're talking to on how to make connections versus just giving out referrals. Okay? I don't care whether it's online, email, whatever, they don't work, okay? So that's another aspect that I think is a big mistake. And then the one-on-one -on -one, or one-to-one, -one, however you want to call it. I don't think you should go to an event without setting up at least one with some. Doesn't have to be relevant to your business. Doesn't have to be if the thought in your head, that person's going to send you business. It should be, how can you help that person? Not how they can help you. And you should set it up. So I say have one versus a one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> and the, the, the reason why I say that is this, when I used to go to live events to test this out, you'd go into, and there might be a hundred people there. If you go to a meeting with a hundred people, it doesn't matter whether there's six or a hundred, you're only going to meet about six. So I go up to someone, I never wore a name badge or anything. I advise people not to do that. That's like putting a billboard on to get people to walk away from you. When you're an event, you basically want to go up and you say, Amanda, I'm Carl, what do you do? And Amanda tells me what she does. And then she'll say, Carl, what do you do? Well, I'm a business consultant, but really I want to find out a little bit more about what you do. And you keep gearing it back to Amanda. And then at some point you say, what? We can't do this all night. I got a lot of people to meet. Could we sit down, have some coffee or can we do it on Zoom call or whatever? I think I might have some people that might utilize your service, but I would really like to get to know you better. Would that be okay? Yeah, but Carl, what do you do? We'll talk about me another time. Now that does two things. Number one, it shows that you're interested versus trying to be interesting, okay? And that you truly were there to help someone else. That is a good start for someone to say, you know what, this person really was interested in me and what I do. Because that's why they were doing it anyway, so you'd be interested in what they do. So take yourself out of the equation. And I hear people right now pulling their hair out. Yeah, but how are they going to know what I do? Trust me, you get to know them, they're going to want to know what you do. And now you do it, okay? And so it, you take that time to develop that relationship, right? The typical one-on-one -on -one is, okay, Amanda, what do you do? I can't wait till she shuts up so I can talk about what I do because I really don't care what Amanda does, okay? Yeah. And about eight out of 10, that's what it is. There are some people that know how to do it correctly and they don't get me wrong, but the majority do not, okay? And you don't want to waste your time with people who will waste your time. And there's a lot of them because they're at, they don't know any better. It's not their fault. It's the way they were taught. Okay. And, and then once again, it goes back to the connections instead of referrals. You don't want to say, I got somebody I'll refer to you. I'm going to, why don't you give John a call? I know this guy, John, or I'll tell John to call you. Don't do that. Take the time to do that triangle connection and keep yourself in the loop. And then you get back, uh, Amanda, did you get with Fred? 
Oh, geez, Carl, I forgot. Guess what? Amanda doesn't get connections anymore. Okay. Or I got with Fred. Yeah, it's really great. Thanks for the connection, Carl. And then, hey, that's great. Guess what? Amanda now thinks more of Carl. So Carl's more likely to get a connection. This is not brain surgery. This is pretty simple stuff, but it's just tweaking what people have been doing. Basically, your goal with doing this is to build a team of unpaid salespeople, but it's the methodology you use in order to do that. And that's what we do in the I Refuse to Fail partnership. I don't allow everybody in to the partnership because I want to make sure they're there for the right reasons. My name is on it. And the reason why I call it, I refuse to fail. I get some feedback on that too. It's okay to fail, Carl. No, I think failure is like death. It's pretty final. Okay. It's okay to stumble. It's okay to fall. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to get back up, keep going. Just refuse to fail. Refuse to die. Don't allow anybody to tell you that's going to happen. Keep doing it and ask for help. Everybody needs to, that's putting on my, my consulting tenant, but it's okay to ask. I do it all the time. I'm older than water. I'm still asking questions. Okay. Still getting. Okay. So anyway, so between that and you don't have to be the head of an organization to do it. I just happen to be the head of the organization demanding other people do it this way, but you can do that with your own business and demand that other people conform to networking the way you do. And you're going to build a strong group of people like I have to help me help other people. Yeah, I I think that's amazing. And I want to go back to what you said about you calling it a one instead of a one-on-one. Yeah. To me, in my mind, when I think of one-on-one, I think of basketball. I think of like competition. I think of people like trying to take the ball from each other, yeah. right? I never but, thought Yeah, it. I love what you said. I was like, oh my goodness, that makes so much sense, Carl. Just that. So go ahead and give it to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Add the ball off to them. That's what they want. Okay. Yeah. So just go ahead and give it to them. They're going to like you for that. <laughs> yeah. Instead yeah. of trying to battle them. <laughs> That's a good yeah. analogy. Yeah, I'll yeah. that. You mind? No, go right ahead. Yeah. So I remember yeah. years ago, I was a manager of a credit union. And I would have to go to, as a forced representative of the credit union, I would be forced to go to these chamber events. And of course, there's 10 other credit unions there, 20 other banks. Yeah. There's credit card processors. There's Literally everyone and their mother is there. It's just a fight to talk to the most people. And like you said, collect and give the most business cards. And literally my area supervisor would want to know how many business cards did you collect? I know. I had to, she had to know that. And I was like, all right, give me your business card, everyone. I don't, I'm not even talking to them. I'm not even forming quality. No you know, connections. I'm just literally, oh my gosh, my supervisor wants all of these business cards. So I'm just going to go collect them. Like it, it doesn't make sense. So I love this methodology for networking. And I love the fact that it works virtually and in person. So yeah. there's really not an excuse for people after they've heard this episode to use that traditional networking. And yeah, you just have to remember there's really in my mind, there's three types of networkers. There's the uninformed, not their fault. They're just uninformed. They're just, oh, that's what you do. And it's not anybody's fault. It's not even the fault of the groups. They're just cloning their group after other groups. It's just the same thing. And then there's the, what I call the nomad. That's the person who jumps from networking meeting to networking meeting and hopes that somebody's going to buy what they have. That's like throwing mud against the wall. Yeah. Maybe every once in a while, even a blind squirrel gets a nut once in a while, but it's not going to happen. You're not going to develop relationships. 
And then there's a professional networker who understands the reason why they should be there. Okay. Right. There's only three types. And the idea is that what I'm trying to do is one person at a time or in, in small groups, retrain people's brains about networking and how it should be done. It's not easy. It is a marathon. Okay. It does take time. And the other thing is if you've got a favorite event you go to for heaven's sakes, invite people to go to it. If you feel it's a quality event, the last thing I tell people in my event at every event is if you like what we're doing, please invite somebody like interest here so that we can get to know them and possibly they can help us or we can help them. If you don't like the meeting, just don't tell anybody. Okay. And uh, of course it gets a chuckle, but most ever, most everybody that is not a nomad jumping from meeting to meeting, they come back and now we're developing a strong group. And these events we have every Wednesday are free at the, this taping done. They're every Wednesday and uh, they're on zoom. We don't do any live events, but, but we do that. And then the partnership is something separate. Okay. And uh, I, what I do is I use the live events to find those, but you got to walk through the weeds to find the flowers, right? right? So I try to find those right people who are use the Zig Ziglar philosophy that we follow of. If you help enough other people in life, get what they want, you'll get what you want. And that's our philosophy. And then when I get those people under my umbrella, now I've got, I've got people out there doing it the right way with other people. So hopefully we can spread the word and get networking on a straight and narrow, according to my opinion anyway. Yeah. Needs to be done. I appreciate your opinion and I do enjoy attending your networking group whenever I can. So definitely if you are out there and you're looking for a new online networking event, definitely check out Carl's networking event and you can check that out at irefusefail.com. Yep. And then just go to the free events and request an invitation and uh, we'll send them one. Perfect. All right, Carl, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? I think you've shared a huge amount of knowledge and I, I truly really appreciate it. a half hour presentation and then do about 20 minutes whatever. But because there's a lot to it. The only thing is basically is that I don't care what you're doing in business. Either do it right or don't do it. Okay. Right. Waste time. And I do free consult consulting. I don't charge people. So I give everybody a year free to consult. I'm not a coach. I'm not going to coach, but I will consult with them on their business or any part of their business. And they can contact me through IRefusedFail.com and have a one-on-one -on -one or whatever they want to do. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. And. I truly appreciate you and everything that we do together. Yeah. But this has been a lot of fun and I'm very happy that you were here to share your knowledge. I, I appreciate it, Amanda. Thank you, Carl. Let's face it, piecing together a marketing plan with the things you hear, watch, or read online while tempting is never a good idea. The truth is people don't search on social media for your services. And even if they do, they will still be going to Google to check your ratings. By not having a cohesive, proven marketing system, you are leaking clients and customers through giant holes in your customer acquisition bucket. But let's talk about what else isn't working. Posting tirelessly on social media, tracking followers as a business metric for success, paying for ineffective marketing, buying glossy ads in coupon magazines, spending time replying to comments, paying others to manage your social media with no actual sales coming in. So what is going to work? Having a proven marketing system in place will plug every hole in your bucket and allow you to begin to fill up with new customers and to also retain and nurture your current ones. Go to tdm-marketing forward slash 
www.marketingmusts and download our free guide to six marketing musts guaranteed to get you more customers.